apparent to anybody with a bit of uh, intelligence that uh, politics matters absolutely uh, uh, yeah and we cannot uh, just cut away uh, from political dynamics and hope that the world will continue as it always has the fundamental values protocols everything on which public discourse is built uh, they are all under immense stress uh, and highly endangered frankly yeah on the 5th of january a masked mob armed with iron rods sticks and weapons entered jawaharlal nehru university in delhi they attacked students teachers and vandalized property as the delhi police stood outside blocking the university gates not only did they bar people from going in to help but failed to control the situation for about 4 hours a month has passed since and the delhi police has made no arrests frankly we were taken aback and uh, for the next 3 or 4 hours all we did was follow the news call up our uh, friends and uh, family who stay on campus or near it uh, and the entire community was enraged i will define it as the stormtrooper moment for our democracy i mean this is mature fascism uh, if such a thing can happen in uh, the premier university of the country in the national capital it can happen anywhere and my fear is that it will be replicated elsewhere uh, so this is just the beginning uh, and we haven't hit rock bottom yet because these guys are only 7 months into the second tenure so uh, they are i mean they are just perfecting the model in gnu they will replicate it elsewhere as well do you feel do you still feel fearful because over the course of the past 5 years people have felt very scared to like say things and criticize the government as opposed to how it was earlier where even though people you know didn't agree with what the government was doing but they were not threatened to speak their mind that fear is a uh, lesser word there's a pall of gloom and uh, the regime had actually created uh, they they had petrified Uh, people especially of the intellectual class this government doesn't uh, like criticism uh, it it is not open to uh, alternate voices and in a democracy as diverse and as large as as uh, remember we are 16th of humanity mm. so one in every six human beings is an indian and uh, if you cannot in any possible imagination tie them around one single string of religion no it it is impossible however what they have managed to do is uh, uh, they managed to throttle the information network which has meant that the business model of these channels can continue to just repeat what the government wants them to repeat that everything is fine that there is growth that there is no joblessness acche din aa gaye hain but in effect they have uh, strangulated the truth which these channels ought to 
put in the public domain that truth is not coming out in the public domain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however there are multiple indications and for any intelligent person for the first time in two decades 20 years uh, our direct tax collections are falling the direct tax collection of this country is falling plummeting mm. uh, and and the source said that it can plummet from anywhere between 5 to 10% in a single fiscal year uh, imagine what is the state of the economy and these are formal jobs that we are talking about because uh, the taxpayers uh, are mostly in the um, formal sector it is uh, dreadful to be frank i i use this term called tilism tilism is this uh, uh, a mirage uh, a kind of you know uh, a make believe world that this government has created through its Uh, mastery over propaganda and uh, control over news channels um, and this tilism is like all thing like like all tilisms it is bound to break down however the longer it takes for this tilism to break down and for the reality to actually come out uh, and and um, the public sees it with their eyes and uh, recognizes acknowledges it uh, i fear it will be too late a curious fact which people forget when they are talking about this regime is that a lot of people who are in ministerial positions today are actually themselves a product of the anti emergency agitation yeah uh, sure. the uh, the universities back then were also uh, voices of uh, opposition dissent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh, Jayaprakash Narayan, uh, you know, mobilized that dissent, which mm-hmm. emanated from various sections of society, but most vocally in the universities, to actually mount a credible challenge to Indira Gandhi, and um, eventually her regime did get toppled. Um, so um, I hope things go in that direction, uh, even now. But um, they very well realize the potential of. what a university can do i mean as centers of dissent uh, voices of protest uh, and and hence uh, even in the first half you mentioned uh, umar khaled and kanaiya kumar's february 2016 incident and that term tukde tukde gang is now you know uh, repeated ad infinitum uh, by amit shah and others um, but what happened in uh, uh, the earlier uh, i mean the part 1 of uh, modi regime was also uh, similarly orchestrated i mean what happened with rohit vemula uh, in hyderabad central university or jadavpur uh, uh, university where again there were violent protests and uh, a lot of ill will between left and right this regime is very uh, intelligent and is uh, orchestrating them uh, like they are orchestrating in other uh, spheres of life this binary between left and right you know that uh, the left and the right are you know polar opposites and then uh, you you draw a deep line between them that you belong either here or there which is a problem because m- in a country as diverse as ours there is a spectrum of opinion on everything and it is bound to have a spectrum of opinion uh, 
you cannot uh, divide uh, one sixth of humanity into just two blocks, two mutually opposing blocks. Uh, and um, uh, the credit, uh, the 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 attempt to discredit and malign JNU was part of this uh, creation of this binary uh, that the left are tukre tukre gang, urban naxal, uh, this and that. I mean, all the pejoratives were assigned to the left and uh, all the nationalisms and, uh, you know, development and progress were assigned to the right. There was a sustained attempt even in part one. The uh, trend has accelerated now. And I think one of the reasons uh, that the trend has accelerated and, and in, if you just see the spate, the, the, the breakneck speed with which this regime has gone through in the last seven months from abrogation of Article 317 in August uh, to Ram Mandir to uh, CAA. Uh, triple Talaq. I mean, just, just a, yeah, Triple Talaq. Uh, just a week or 10 days ago, they notified the law. I mean, CA is now a law. Despite mm -hmm. all the protests, mm -hmm. it didn't budge them one single inch, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so they are out to create a smokescreen because they are failing on the economic front. And this is what I deeply feel, that uh, a smoke screen is being created uh, so that the real issues upon which so many promises were made uh, by the powers that be, can then be undermined and they do they go on with their real agenda which is to create a divide and rule yeah 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 see, divide and rule it was not uh, generated only by the british i think all empires all governments do that i think they power cannot, does that yeah yeah power does that it's the it's in the nature of power uh, if if the opposition stands united then they'll be toppled over and there's always a fine balance which has to be maintained. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about the protests that are happening all around the country, especially in mm. Delhi, uh, you know, with the Shaheen Bagh protest and now there are so many 24-hour like sit-ins that are happening all around uh, mm -hmm. and they're sustained efforts, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be backing down at all and they're only growing in numbers mm. day by day. Many people I've spoken to have said, oh, protests are um, you know that people are just going to get so excited right now and then it'll fizzle out uh, mm -hmm. and then there are some who just very honestly believe that showing up really matters uh, mm -hmm. what is your stance and do you think it's a good thing that we're out on the streets because in a democracy I feel like when um, a citizen tries to like showcase their involvement in public life that's like the last resort right that's the last resort because you have it's elected not the last somebody. I, I, I will disagree with you on that count because uh, uh, Ravish are common uh, uh, I mean we are fans of both, yes. both of us <laughs> he constantly says that uh, and I had the good fortune of you know witnessing him lecture in real life a couple of days ago uh, oh nice okay. yeah uh, and he was uh, enchanting as ever uh, mm -hmm. so he and he repeats this point at many in many of his uh, lectures that uh, to be a citizen is uh, to be a conscious responsible citizen is the biggest test uh, it is more it is tougher than cracking the iits 
or mm-hmm. the ians no mm-hmm. it is uh, being ever vigilant that's the price of freedom no? somebody says that eternal vigilance is the price of freedom uh, and and uh, in that sense uh, for me these protests are a sign of hope a glimmer of hope i mean i know that protests cannot go on endlessly uh, but uh, at least the the pall of gloom the 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 atmosphere of fear which had been generated in the last 6 years there are cracks appearing और इस वक्त एक बड़ी खबर आ रही है आपको बता दें कि जेएनयू में फीस बढ़ोतरी के मुद्दे पर दिल्ली हाईकोर्ट ने छात्रों को अंतिम राहत दी है जिन छात्रों ने अभी तक रजिस्ट्रेशन नहीं करवाया है उन्हें पुरानी फीस देकर रजिस्ट्रेशन करवाने को कहा गया है इन छात्रों से कोई लेट फीस भी नहीं वसूली जाएगी अदालत ने इस मामले की सुनवाई की अगली तारीख अट्ठाईस फरवरी तय की है we feel that there are instant results to every action that we take but something like this which is at a national level probably takes a while that uh, there were 144 petitions in the supreme court which uh, uh, asked for a critical view of the citizenship amendment act mm-hmm. and um, the court gave 4 weeks to the government to reply now this can be seen in two ways you can say that it's um uh it's it's give, as the court says that they want to uh, review this these petitions uh, but only after hearing the reply of the government another reading of this uh, judgment could be they would like to see how this continues for the next four weeks you know mm. if it gathers momentum if mm. it gathers more allies if it gathers broader solidarities and if it actually sustains the energies which have been generated in the past month month and a half mm. then actually the courts can um, then gather some courage to maybe potentially strike it down and as the nation celebrates its 71st republic day protesters at shaheen bagh in the national capital unfold the national flag in the wee hours today protesters demonstrating against the amended citizenship law sang the national anthem and read the preamble of the constitution similarly women protesting at the clock tower in lucknow hoisted the tricolor and sang national anthems some protesters even offered flowers to the police personnel protests have been going on remember at shaheen bagh and uh, 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 other places as well for over a month against the citizenship act and the proposed nrc the significance of uh, 26th of january is uh, uh, that on this day in 1929 the lahore congress passed the purna swaraj resolution uh, which for the first time indian national congress demanded complete independence not dominion status okay so australia and new zealand they have the flag of the they have the union jack on their flags so in principle their sovereignty is not dependent on themselves they are not independent they are dominions of the british empire still if the queen uh, some day wants to uh, intervenes or the king future king wants to intervene they can in principle do so but uh, uh, when you uh, snap that tie which 
the Purna Swaraj resolution did, and eventually when the Indian constitution was uh, promulgated, the reason why this date was chosen was because it was the date of the Purna Swaraj resolution. So there should be no, um, you know, uh, no ambiguity that we have snapped that tie, mm -hmm. that our sovereignty is sui generis. It's independent. We are dependent on ourselves, not on a foreign entity, not on an external source of power. So um, I believe the only way to sustain that spirit is to join in broader, uh, I mean, in larger numbers with um, newer groups. I mean, so that the prime minister cannot say that you can identify the uh, protesters by their clothes. But the nature of power, Arundhati, I believe, is that it is fearful. It is fearful of uh, a broader opposition to emerge. So they have many tricks up their sleeve, which they are employing and they will continue to employ. But on our part, we also have to be uh, smart and innovative with our um, methods of protest. You are also a young father. And you have to no longer that, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of a country would you want them to grow up in? Uh, one reason which I, uh, because of which I am going to Shinebag. In fact, my younger one and Mira would have accompanied me had the younger one not, not been unwell. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's having fever. Uh, and one reason which I will fight this current regime is that I don't want my daughters to grow up in the country they want to create. Uh, I have seen better times, uh, a, a better sense of public decorum protocol of discourse. And um, regardless of what they eventually turn out to be, I mean, they might turn out to be supporters of uh, right wing dispensations when they grow up, who knows? I mean, I am no one to uh, control their thoughts, but I do want uh, them to uh, um, emerge as individuals uh, who are autonomous, okay? uh, who have a mind of their own, and who and these these words, mind of their own uh, phrases, autonomous autonomous individuals. Uh, it's not a it's not only something which the parents can provide. It is, uh, it is the whole ecosystem, the whole, the way uh, you know they will uh, grow up and interact with others. Uh, that's these values can be instilled in them. Uh, the way uh, our country is moving forward, I fear for their uh, growing up years. I fear that. Uh, the values which are being legitimized today are uh, deeply problematic and uh, as I have written in one of the recent pieces uh, that we may continue as a warped nation uh, but we, we will cease to be a civilization if we don't stand up, if we don't protest, if uh, we don't keep alive the spirit of resistance and uh, that's why I'm fighting. That's that is why I will continue to fight. Uh, Gandhi. That is why he's not only an Indian, but he belong. He's a figure which who belongs to entire humanity. He 
brought in ethical concerns to politics um we need to reinstill rekindle that spirit uh and uh, he was a man of indian civilization he was not just not the father of the nation that was a epithet which was given to him much later incidentally by subhash chandra bose who uh, uh who was the um, who was first to proclaim him as the father of the nation uh in a radio broadcast and then this term caught on uh, but he belongs to our civilization and entire humanity uh, and his central uh, uh contribution has been that before him if people wanted change they could either raise up the arms fight their oppressors or uh, they could petition to their rulers pray to them plead to them please give us this please give us that he brought on a third alternative which was fear fearless non violent protest Mm-hmm. No, that is actually it was the weapon of the strongest. He believed mm-hmm. Satyagraha mm-hmm. for him was a weapon uh, not of the weak kind. That's why he he devised this new term. There were passive resistors even before Gandhi, but in passive resistance there was this ultimate recourse to violence, uh, and in that sense he gave humanity a third way, and that is how I hope. the future uh, protest will also take mostly that direction i don't know how it will go on from here but i think shaheen bag for instance has become a model of similar protests across the country mm. it's it's a challenge for uh, the current breed of historians also because in the first half of their uh, rule they throttled as i said the information networks uh but now they are progressing towards throttling the history that uh we've had for so long uh so a new kind of history is being generated or in the is in the process of being generated the uh, challenge is not going to end anytime soon uh progressive values are in short supply because when the more privileged you get uh very often the more status quoist also you get so um the youth who are participating in this uh, protest movement in large numbers may the tribe increase may their numbers swell but i think the challenges are going to be multiple and they are not only going to be fought on the street it is it is going to take an intellectual exercise uh creative exercise so people who write should write uh people who uh create music should create good music but, uh, uh, it is a good thing that it is a leaderless uh process right now uh because it signifies that there's a deeper churn which is happening uh because in the past politicians have hijacked people's energies and used it for their opportunistic careerist ends uh and if Uh, the reins of the movement are not being given to a single person right now i think it's a productive beginning uh, because it's it ultimately all democratic processes uh, should truly democratic processes should uh, not take easy recourse to established names uh, if uh, a credible alternative leadership has to emerge uh, and it has to be 
of a non-Congress variety, uh, where we are not, you know, tied down with a Gandhi family member, mm. Mm. or any of these regional shatraps who are themselves who have had who have had dubious records of their own political life. Uh, it is a good thing, and we are still some distance away from the next next round of general elections. Amidst the most communal state election in a while. Delhi has witnessed three incidents of gun firing over the course of four days, which some say is a direct reaction to the shameless hate speech political leaders are employing to win this election. Open threats to shoot traitors and protesters have been made by BJP leaders Anurag Thakur and Pervesh Verma, who were subsequently banned from campaigning for 96 hours by the Election Commission. Although Ajay Singh Bisht or Yogi Adityanath, the Chief Minister of UP, roams free after giving free advice. On bullets during a rally in Delhi on Sunday, a bystander at the rally very rightly observed, "Who is he, and why is he here? This is not UP. We have nothing to do with him." It's become, has been for some time now, a very dangerous environment for women. Yeah. Um, addition to that, now it's become a very dangerous environment for democracy. You know, it's it's uh, it's. It's become violent against all sorts of things that that people like me certainly value a great deal. Yeah. And and against that, there is this extraordinary uprising of the young. Yeah. You know. Um, and not people of my generation who sit at home. Not people of your generation who make Facebook texts. <laughs> um, But the kids are extraordinary just now. You know, they are they are so brave and and uh, unafraid, willing to risk themselves against against a government that is ruthless. Thank you.